This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes put him up with my man Brian Baldinger, who's back booking like a million bucks. This guy took a couple of weeks off or maybe a week. I don't even know. This guy's the hardest working man in football. And Baldy, it's good to have you back, man. Uh, of course, Jason Lockon for a part of this podcast yeah. as well. We put out new episodes, guys, Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe, tell your friends as we take you inside the huddle and all things NFL. All right, Baldy, first and foremost, look like you got a little tan, man. Look like yeah. you got a little tan, huh? Yeah, well, I was in some places that were quite sunny. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, look, I, I don't make any uh, – I don't make any uh, – I'm not ashamed to say. Like, I, I'm a diver. And, you know, okay. I'm in the water. So I, I was in Belize. I was in Costa Rica. Uh, with good group, uh, saw a lot of things underneath the water, just kind of clearing the brain out, you know, um, after the season and just kind of refreshing. And that's kind of how I feel right now. So uh, it was good. It was really good. Uh, I'd never been to Belize before. Anybody who's a diver, scuba, free diver, you know, snorkeler, uh, it's a haven. It's a haven. The people really treat you well. Mm. So, um, but, you know, you I ran into football fans, you know, Carl, like <laughs> my first dinner in, in Belize, I'm with this girl, my girlfriend, and, uh, you know, we're, we're leaving the restaurant, nice little place, good food, leaving the place, and there's a, a table of Seattle Seahawks fans. Imagine and that. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to bother you, Baldy. I just want to say I love your work. I listen to you and Carl. I'm like, fellas, uh, no, no bother whatsoever. Um, enjoy your week. Enjoy your time. Seahawks went to the playoffs. Uh, we'll talk about Geno here in a second, but yeah, that was kind of that that happened pretty frequently. So it was good. You know, the NFL is so big. Yeah, you can never get away from it. No. To your point, doesn't matter if you're on a remote island or not. You know, it- I, I, I tell you a quick story, Carl. The great Tom Jackson um, told me a story one time that he just went to him and Boomer just their full season. You know, Super Bowl came and went, and he told his wife. Look, dear, I don't care where we go. I just need to get away. I just need to chill for a week. So she books a place like beyond Tahiti. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's just an island and a couple of huts. Sure. Right. So, you know, they, they you know, they, they fly across the Pacific. They take a little puddle jumper. They're in this little place. Guys taking their bags and they're like, Tom Jackson. Hey, what'd you think of the suit? Like the guy taking the bags. <laughs> like Tom couldn't quite get it all away from him. You can never get away from it. Well, we're glad that you're here. We can never get away from it. Guys, as we record this podcast, today is Franchise Tag Day, all right? There are guys who have already been Franchise tagged: Pollard for the Cowboys, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, uh, Evan Ingram 
you know, uh, for the Jags, exactly. there are guys who've already gotten the tag. Obviously, we're waiting on Lamar. We're waiting on what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. Yep. So as you view this, just know today at 4 o'clock, things could change as we yes. talk about some of these situations in the NFL. With that said, Baldy, I do want to start there because we are in the midst right now of a lot of news. And the first domino to fall was Derek Carr. He goes to the Saints. I want to know if you view this as an upgrade. He gets $150 million. It's really a $100 million deal for three years when you look at it because they disguise this with $50 million in that fourth year. He's not going to see that. I don't believe that happens. But nevertheless, what do you think of Carr going to the Saints? Well, I mean, look, I, I feel like the season, the offseason started yesterday, Monday, when Derek Carr signed. And, you know, look, he was coveted hard by the New York Jets. I mean, the Jets wanted him badly. He had a, he had some good leverage. That's why the numbers are what they are. But he had a relationship with Dennis Allen. Uh, you know, he was his rookie coach uh, in Oakland. Um, you know, he got fired four games into that rookie year in 2014. But there's a relationship there. Uh, and then, like, look, Derek Carr has never played with an elite defense ever. You know, and you look at the Saints last year, Carl. Now, you know, they, they had a disappointing 7-10 season. But in the last eight games last year, they didn't surrender more than 20 points in any game. Now, they lost a bunch of them. So Derek Carr is there. And Trevor Penning's coming back, at you know, and Ryan Ramchek and Cesar Ruiz and, you know, um, you know, like Eric McCoy, like the, the line's coming together. Kamara's going to be there. Alave, Michael Thomas. Like the team should be the favorite on paper right now to win the uh, NFC South. And if you win the NFC South, I've gone to New Orleans in a in a playoff game, Carl. It's, it's crazy. Not fun. It's not <laughs> fun. No, look, I mean, are they a Super Bowl contender? I, I got to see more from Derek Carr in big games, yeah. Carl, to anoint that. That doesn't make his brother David happy. But it's just a fact. Like, he's played one playoff game, Carl. It's a different game. Everybody that goes to the playoffs knows it's a different um, – it's a different speed. It's a different intensity. Some guys just rise. Troy Aikman rose in the playoffs. Some guys just rise in the playoffs, play the best football. We got to see if Derek can do that. But I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit. You know, one of the things that he kind of didn't mind being, you know – uh, escorted out of uh, Las Vegas was, you know, Josh McDaniel was very controlling at the line of scrimmage. He wanted the ability to do more at the line of scrimmage, change plays, get in out of plays. Like he wanted that type of freedom. He felt like he's earned that. He's been around the league. He understands how to pre-snap read. And so he'll probably get that chance in New Orleans, which I think he'll benefit from. Yeah. I, the deal itself, guys, 60 fully uh, guaranteed, uh, at signing another 10 million once he starts year three of the deal. And we're just breaking it down from a financial standpoint because Baldy, here's the other thing. You thought that Derek was going to get, you know, maybe significant, a significant amount more. When you look at this, it's almost equal to what he was getting, you know, it, with the Raiders. Now, with that said, you know, you look at the per year average, it's about 37. He's not a $40 million guy. He's not a $45 million guy. There's only about five guys that make that kind of money. And at the end of the day, I think this is a fair deal is what I'm getting to with the yeah. Saints. I don't think they overpaid for, for Carr and what they're getting. I don't think so either. You know, now it's just a question of performance and production and what they get from him. I mean, look, Andy Dalton, uh, actually, if you look at him statistically, played well, played pretty well last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so 
But is this an upgrade from Andy Dalton? It's an upgrade. Uh, and then we've got to see. Like, you know, now it's about winning games. You know, you could have great stats, not win a lot of games. So, you know, it's about winning games right now. And they were 7-10 and 10 last year. It starts with the bare minimum of 10 wins next year. That's the ex- expectation. They bring back a lot of good leaders on defense, a lot of good players that side of the ball. Um, you know, it should be – I think it's, it's you know, to – it's a good fit, and it's an important fit because it takes New Orleans out of that market. They can st- continue to, to add pieces in places through the draft. Uh, you know, if there's money left over for free agency, you know. But they got the biggest piece. Boy, building. Let's face it; yeah. they were chasing Derek Carr from the beginning. They they once he was um, kind of relieved of his duties with the Raiders. You know, he actually took a visit to New Orleans before he saw any place else. They started talking about a deal, the compensation, all that kind of stuff. So they were the first ones knocking on Derek Carr's door. And uh, sometimes players, the money's the money, Carl. Nobody's going to go for a shorthanded deal. But sometimes it's it's good to be wanted. Mm. And you saw that, you know, you saw Cam Jordan and some of the guys kind of reach out, you know, welcome to the Who Dat Nation, all that stuff. Like It's good to hear it from the players that, you know, they, they're welcoming Derek Carr to New Orleans. I agree, um, and I can't wait to see how it shakes out with Carr as the Saints quarterback. The other guy that gets a deal is Geno. Geno Smith, three years, $105 million. Most of this is in the first year, right, of of the uh, first two years, should I say, of the, the deal. I think he's getting $50 million in the first year. And this is a way to obviously, you know, control the contract, and if you want to get out of it earlier, you can. But Geno performed really well. I mean, I was looking at the numbers, yeah. and Geno well, Smith in, in completion percentage at just about seventy percent. It's crazy. And he's at that figure and above that all year long. Well, that's the thing, Baldy. So you know, forget about the forty-four hundred yards and the thirty touchdowns. He was accurate all year long. They yes. go to the playoffs. I thought he deserved to be rewarded, and it gives Seattle now a chance to maybe build that defense back up, like they want to do. They've got a great running game. You got Metcalf. I mean, you got some pieces. I just think this was a smart move by Seattle, and I'm curious to know what you think about Geno and this. Is it a redemption story, Baldy? Yeah. Because, you know, he's been a backup, and now you trade it's, Russ. It's, it's, it's pure redemption. I mean, okay. we love a great story, a rebound. Uh, it's fantastic. Like, I remember uh, being up at Seattle uh, during training camp this year, and uh, and I'm, I was talking to Geno. He was in the middle of a quarterback battle. He, nobody knew, you know, how it was going to – this is before the preseason games. But I just asked Gino, like, do you feel like the, the organization has your back? Because I feel like every single thing that was being said, you know, Garoppolo was out there at the time. You know, you just go back and you go, like, you hear all the whispers and all the noise. And Gino looked at me and said, Baldy, honestly, I feel like whoever wins this, like the organization is ready to move forward with one of us. And I think that that was huge. They rewarded him. But, you know, the fact is, they were a playoff team last year, Carl. Nobody saw that coming, right. especially with Russell Wilson's departure. He was an upgrade over Russell Wilson. You know, both the receivers, Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, both had over 1,000 yards. They started three rookers in the offense, two rookie tackles, a rookie running back. Um, you know, they were – you couldn't name a whole lot of names on the defense. Um, this is this is classic John Schneider, Pete Carroll football. They want to run the ball. There's no secret about it. It, it kind of, you know, perturbed Russell. Like, we're in a throwing league. we got to throw it more. No, Pete has a formula. 
how to win games. It's a good formula. It's a formula that's tested. And Gino played into that. And the other thing, Carl, like you look at the stats, you got him in front of you. Like he's the second leading rusher on the team. Yep. People didn't think he could extend the plays like he did, running for first downs, getting out of harm's way when things did break down. Um, yeah. And so, like, I hear I, – even before yesterday, Carl, I heard, hey, is Seattle in the quarterback business? They got the fifth pick. Can they get one of these guys? I'm like, no. Like, watch what Gino did. He's still young. He's 32 years old. Like, this is a good deal for Seattle. It's a good deal for Gino. Mm -hmm. It's a good deal for that whole organization. And to your point, Carl, starting with that fifth pick, like they can build this defense back to where not, – maybe not to where it was, but they can start adding some pieces. Tariq uh, Woolen last year, you know, Boye Mafe last year. They can start adding some more pieces to this defense right now. All right, let's talk about a couple of things that are going to happen. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes with you. It's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe, like the podcast, tell your friends. We talk all things NFL. We take you behind the scenes as well. As we move through the offseason, we'll be grabbing various guests, players. We're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast as we get back into next season. And we're a long way from that. This is team building opportunity right now for all these teams around the league through the draft and through free agency. Daniel Jones, the report is 32 to 37 million, somewhere in there, that has been offered. Reports also say Daniel Jones wants 40 million plus. Giants are feverishly working on a deal, probably as we speak. I know they were at the combine trying to work on a deal, Baldy. What do you think happens here with Daniel Jones as we approach the deadline today for franchise tech? Because don't they want to get a deal done and then franchise? Saquon Barkley, if they could? I think that would be the ultimate right there. Because I think, you know, we saw this maybe three, four years ago when the Cowboys signed Zeke and they hadn't signed Dak. And you've got to get the quarterback done first. They did it backwards in Dallas. And I think they had regrets after they did it. Mm. Zeke hasn't, you know, it, it hasn't been the same back. And it took, you know, a, it took a, a quite a bit extra money to get Dak done. They could have saved him. I think the Giants have to get Daniel Jones done. I thought he played well last year, Carl. He he ran for over 800 yards. He ran for more yards than Josh Allen last year. Like people kind of don't realize that. Yeah. Uh, he he won a playoff game. He Carl, I saw that team twice in preseason, and the first time I got went up there, um, Wink Martindale was restricted by Brian Dable that he could only blitz so many times during practice because he made the defense, he made the offense look bad. And the first time I saw him, I said, this is going to be the worst team in football. This is going to be the worst, worst offense in football. Right. Like Cordarius Tony wasn't practicing. Kenny Galladay wasn't practicing. Like the offensive line was coming together. We didn't know a rookie right tackle, new offensive guard, new center. It was all coming in defensively. I don't know. Everybody was hurt. So I was like, I left there the first time going this team and to see Daniel Jones do a great job of figuring out new receivers, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, like new receiver, Daniel Bellinger, rookie tight end, how he, he played well. Yeah. And it made you not think about the mistakes and the turnovers the first four years. And I feel like he's turned a corner and he's young. He's athletic. Um, he was accurate enough with some young receivers. I think they can only get, but they've got to, I think they have to get this deal done. Like the franchise tag, he'll play for it. He won't like pout, but 
you you get this deal done, then you work on franchising Saquon. He, he won't be happy about that either, and he'll have to make a decision. But I feel like you got to get one done. I think Daniel Jones today gets done. Yeah. It, the quarterback is just the, the, the money is so much more significant. I think the tag for running backs is about $10 million right now. So that's what you're looking at if you're Saquon. And I agree, he probably won't be happy. But if you're the Giants, it's your only recourse to try to keep this team together. Baldy, let's talk about uh, what, what happens with Lamar here. We, we've said this, you know, we've been talking about this all season. We don't know if he didn't play in that playoff game because he was not completely you know healed or whether it was a ploy for him to say screw you guys I, we made the playoffs I've done my job and I'm not going to risk 200 million dollars on the table by getting hurt in a game against Cincinnati we don't know what we do know is they've had 25 months yes. to get this deal done Baldy yes. and they haven't yes. now I just want to state this and I talked about this on my national show this weekend on CBS Sports when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Baldy, if you love me, show me. Baldy, if you love me, hold my hand, kiss me, take me on a date, make yeah. me know that you love me. All I've heard from the Ravens, where it's whether it's DaCosta, the owner, or it's Harbaugh, is we love him. But in 25 months, they haven't shown him. So I just don't think this deal gets done, and I think ultimately Lamar is going to be traded. I just don't sense it. I mean – you know, what it comes down to is, you know, show me the money. And we have seen, I mean, Carson Wentz, we've seen all these guys get get re-upped after the third year. To your point, 25 months. They haven't done it. Why? Um, you know, and last year when Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray got their guaranteed deals, mm. Lamar sitting there going, what do I got to do to get a guaranteed deal? And the owner basically said, we're not doing those deals. We're not doing it. And I don't think it's going to change. And, you know, I, I've heard all of the rebuttals, like Lamar's sitting down there in South Florida, and unless they write this check, he's not playing on a franchise tag. There's no way. <laughs> and so then – so yesterday on the show, Total Access, out in Los Angeles, LaDainia Tomlinson, um, we were trying to put quarterbacks in certain places. We were just talking about the NFC South. And, you know, LaDainian said, why not Lamar go to Atlanta? I know they got Des Ritter, but the owner's getting up there. I know Arthur Blank quite well. Uh, the, the coach, Arthur Smith, knows how to put a running game together. They're a great running team. They haven't sold, they haven't had a player in Atlanta in any sport quite like Mike Pitt. But Lamar Jackson is better than Mike Pitt. And I could see 
a whole lot of new Lamar Jackson fans in Atlanta. Now, there's a lot of stuff that has to get done. There's salary cap. There's compensation. There's a ton of stuff to make that happen. But I believe, to your point, he's going to get moved. So if he is going to get moved, and it sure feels like that, Carl, to me. I feel the same thing you feel, that if he's going to get moved, that makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense to me. Now, I will tell you, half of Atlanta has told me I'm crazy. <laughs> I, posted, I posted the video of LT and me kind of going on board with it. Yeah, yeah. And I, felt, and I got the same feedback. You know, but, but here's you know, the but- – that's that's you know that's March six, March seventh, Carl. Correct. Like if they're fighting for the division in December next year, that Mercedes Benz Dome is going to be rocking like it's the SEC championship game. Okay, like that that will be rocking. There will be a demand to go watch Lamar in a playoff caliber game in December next year if he's there. Listen, I'm going to be completely frank about this, and, and this is not a knock on Desmond Ritter. I agree with you. I've been preaching this probably for two and a half months, saying this is a real possibility only because the Falcons all of a sudden now have the second most money to spend in free agency behind the Bears. You extend this deal. You could you know, push it out. You can make it happen. Pay him like uh, we're seeing these other deals in the first three years. Of a guarantee you can make it work. But Baldy? I don't know if Ritter gets people excited. And right now, Lamar Jackson, the idea of him being anywhere, hell, he could go to Miami and with to a situation, he gets people excited. Yes. And I think that is an element. If you're an owner, you're talking about Arthur Blank or any of these owners that may want to say, I'm willing to do this. Is your fan base engaged and excited about what you're putting on the field? If you're Green Bay, <clears throat> you don't have that issue. Right. If you're Buffalo, Buffalo, you know, mafia, you don't have that issue. You look around the league. Some of these teams right now are like, what gets our fans excited? And I think just from that standpoint, I know it may sound crazy, but that's the problem. That's what's going on here is we like him, but he doesn't excite us because we don't know enough about him right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it, it's not fair to Des. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just getting started. He started a couple of games last year. Nope. You no, know, he got better. He got better as he went along. But you put, and I was just, me and LT were just going back and forth, all right? So you put Lamar Jackson in an offense with Drake London, Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, and an offensive line that played pretty good last year yep. with a coach that loves to run the ball. And you get Tyler Algier, nice rookie last year, good, you know. thousand and yards. You, and then you start putting your resources on the defensive side of the ball, and you go, let's go win this division. Let's go, let's go ride Lamar. Let's go win this division. I mean, the players will be excited. I tell you that. I mean, they're they're gonna ride with Des Ritter if he's the quarterback next year, because that's what you got to do. But if if Lamar, they're gonna put Lamar everywhere in Atlanta. Yes. Like everywhere. He's gonna be on billboards, he's gonna be the face of the organization. And they have not had that guy. Even Matt Ryan, as good as Matt Ryan, and taking him to the Super Bowl and his quality of person he was he was, and all the stats that Matt had. He never got anybody excited like Mike Vick did. It's a great point. Brian Baldinger, we're talking all things offseason, guys, as we're going through. Let's talk about Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. He went to the dark retreat. He came out. He said he healed some things mentally. Baldy, I'm all about self-help. I don't know what the hell this dark retreat is. Great, okay? If he did whatever he needed to do to feel better about himself, I'm happy about it. But at the end of the day, where the hell is Aaron Rodgers going? Is he staying or is he leaving? 
So, it, you know, I don't have any more information than anybody else at this point, you know. I'm, but I just feel like Green Bay is ready to move on. They drafted Jordan Love, and whether he's the answer or not the answer, like they know they need to find a quarterback for the future. They've all, they, you know, from Bart Starr to Brett Favre, you know, to Aaron Rodgers, they've been in good hands for the better part of 45 years. Right. In that stretch in there where they had an elite player at that position. And I just feel like that's the Green Bay way. Now, I don't know if Jordan Love is. He, he looked good in a, you know, a quarter of action against Philadelphia last year. I'm sure he's learned a lot. I'm sure he's, you know, grown up a bunch. I'm sure he, he's a better player now than when they drafted him for sure. But I don't – but I just feel like Green Bay is ready to take the $60 million that they're going to pay Aaron and just move on. Yeah. And I think Aaron knows that, that, that Green Bay is ready. So then, you know, what's the landing spot? You know, the Jets – look desperate to me. I think they really were all in on Derek Carr and he went to New Orleans. Um, Zach Wilson isn't the answer. Mike White looks good in spot duty, but he keeps getting hurt. Um, they they have to, Joe Douglas going into his fourth year. Like Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, like to me, you can't line up with Zach Wilson this year. You can't go to the draft to get another quarterback. Like we've seen enough. Now, Zach might eventually be a quarterback of redemption, but they need a bona fide – they need Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know what the – you know, what 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 Las Vegas is going to do. Like, I feel like behind the scenes, his guys are talking, you know, to, to some of these teams. And I, I, I just feel like there's going to be a departure from Green Bay, and it's going to be mutual. I just feel like – the Jets, I think, would be are are very interesting, Carl. But if I'm the Jets, if I'm Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, I need something from Aaron saying, "You got to be here a good chunk of this offseason." Yeah, we got Garrett Wilson, we got Brees Hall, we've got you know Elijah Moore, we got a young tight end. We, we need you in the building. Not not you know, like look, you can go here and do that, but we need you working with these guys. We we can't have you show up at training camp and start day one like. There's got to be some commitment from Aaron to the Jets that, like, I'm here to to win right now, and I'm going to show you my commitment to winning. All right, Baldy. Um, let's talk about just the quarterbacks from the combine. Guys, we're going to have a lot of time to discuss between now and the draft a lot of these players. We're talking pro days. We're talking more information coming out. This combine, like they all are, Baldy, was very interesting. But the one guy that jumped <laughs> off the page, Good one guy, one guy jumped one guy. off the page is Anthony Richardson. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And in watching all the SEC football I watch, you know, we're all over this college football scene. Yeah. And the kid showed a lot of talent, raw skills at Florida. But Baldy, here's the thing. And, and I want to address this to the folks who check out this podcast and people get so caught up in what a guy does in college and you see the numbers and you go, well, he wasn't really any good. And to project a guy to the NFL, for me, I always have been been taught by general managers and people I talk to and Baldy, I want to get your thoughts on this. It's never about what a guy has done in college. All right. It's more about the tools and talent. Yeah. Does he have the tools and talent to project in the NFL and what that looks like three, four, five years down the road. Anthony Richardson, guys, is 6'4", 244 pounds. He's a biscuit shy at 250, and this kid ran a 4440. He's got an arm. He's got a cannon. Does he need to develop touch? Yes. But Baldy, I'm looking at this, and I'm going, how does a team pass this opportunity up when he has this skill set, tools and talent? And I think he's got the attitude. It seemed like from things that I've seen throughout the season and all of that, and I don't know him enough to, to to verify that, but I think he's got the right approach. Is this somebody going to get a steal here with Anthony Richardson? So the quarterbacks threw on Sunday, Carl, and Saturday on the NFL Network, I did uh, a video thing on Anthony Richardson, just highlighting some of the highlight plays and the talent. You know, and, and I also put a few of the shortcomings on there. You know, sure, uh, sure. The accuracy things. And I said that Anthony Richardson is going to be the biggest star in this combine and maybe the biggest star we've ever seen. And I don't, this is not hyperbole. We've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> and, you know, and I said after the, after his exhibition and just the fun that he had and how dominant he looked. I said, every one of these people that had him in whatever they put him in the mock draft, it's all changing. Like, I have a friend of mine that runs a draft Bible, Rick Saratelli. Rick does a great job. He, he's already changed his, his forecast that Detroit would take him at six. Mm. Like, I, I don't think he gets out of the top ten, Carl. I don't either. No way. And I, I feel like there might be Bryce Young and there might be C.J. Stroud. Those guys did it in college and they did it at the very highest level. But, you know, Bryce Young is five foot ten. He's got a small frame. Um, C.J. Stroud didn't, didn't you know, didn't run. So we don't know how he runs, although, you know, his, his play at Ohio State and he threw the ball excellent. I like the fact that Aaron, Anthony Richardson went out there and competed in everything. I just like it. And everybody beat – and then he threw those deep balls. Ridiculous. Drills. Yes. Three straight 60-plus yard completions dropped the right in the bucket. And you could see it raised the, the – the com- competitiveness of everybody else that was thrown. Like it became a real derby. <laughs> Carl, I was a run of the mill offensive lineman. And, you know, I knew on Sundays, if we were in a battle, the stars win you games, the athletes win you games. Tony yes. Dorsett, Eric Dickerson, right. Reggie White, you know, those guys win you games. That's, that's how you win. There's six to 10 stars in every team maybe three elite guys, and there's just everybody else. Ten guys get paid. This guy 
has a chance. And you could just see, Carl, like if you put him with Eric Bieniemy, if you put him with Ben Johnson in Detroit, mm. if you put him with Mike McDaniel in Miami, if Sean Payton got a hold of him, these guys, they couldn't, they can't wait to work with a guy like this. It's impressive, guys. Um, he set two records for two of the drills at, at the quarterback position we've never seen. Yes. Um, and, 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 yeah. And, and I know some people, uh, you know, say, well, is he just a combine darling? And that becomes the conversation, right? Okay, I dominate the combine, but then that's, does that project? And I agree with Baldy. Baldy's saying, listen, he's got to go to the right place yes. with the right coach. This is a lot of talent that is bundled up that you've got to develop. But guys, none of these none of these guys come into the league flawless. Everybody has something they've got to work on. So if you love Bryce Young, and I do, there's there's a weakness. There are weaknesses with Bryce. There are weaknesses with C.J. Stroud. You know, people talk to me about the one read at Ohio State where he's looking. His wide receivers are so much better than everybody else. They're wide open all damn day, yeah. and he delivers the ball, and he looks great. That doesn't happen in the NFL. So everybody's got something to work on. I am very intrigued by Anthony Richardson. Um, I, I do want to ask you while we're talking. Go ahead, Let me Baldy. just say one thing, Carl. Like, yeah. I also said, look, I, I, they were like, well, what's the comp? I go, well, when Josh Allen came out of Wyoming, he was a sixth pick by the Buffalo Bills. And he completed 56% of his passes at Wyoming. And everybody said, oh, he'll never be accurate. Yep. And you watch him play his rookie year, and they played him right away. Like, it, it didn't look real great. And look where he is. I remember I was a proponent of the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Jalen Hurts with the 53rd pick in the second round. And I said, this kid has something. I don't know him personally, but he's got something about him. He got better at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley. Look where he's at. And nobody said that he could read a defense. He was going to be accurate. And he's got his team in the Super Bowl. Like, sometimes it's the, the person inside that wants to that wants to be great. Now, I don't think he's ready to play. Like, if he went to Detroit and there's Jared Goff there, and yep. Jared played well last year. I'm not running Jared out of Detroit. Played very well. But, you know, he needs somebody like Patrick Mahomes have with Alex Smith. He needs a year yeah. to come into the building every day, develop a friendship with a guy, learn how to do it, learn how to prepare learn the expectations, take the spotlight off them, you know, and then find like, like the Eagles did with Donovan McNabb, like find a little package for him here, get him on the field, get him out there, get the fans excited. But you know, you got the other guy that's the placeholder. That, that, that would make a lot of sense right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I wanted to ask you one other thing before we get out of here. And again, we have plenty of time and we will over the course of the next few weeks to start breaking down offensive linemen, D linemen, team's needs, et cetera. And we'll do a lot of that leading up to the draft. But with free agency starting on the 15th, that's going to be our focus, guys, because these teams signing free agents, it's a big deal. It changes your team completely. And we're already seeing that with Carr being, you know, he's going to be a saint and uh, some of the other the other moves that we've seen already. Baldy, what did you, what did you make of the Jalen Carter situation? Does it affect his draft status? Is he still a top 10 pick? In, at the end of April with all that we found out this last week? Well, it's an ugly situation, Carl, and I don't know all the details. I mean, he left the scene, came back to the scene. I mean, I, mean, I just know what I read. Sure. Uh, somebody died. It, it's it's careless. Um, you know, you're, you're racing through traffic, you know, busy, you know, Georgia. It's just, it's a horrible story. <clears throat> I guess we got to wait. 
And I guess everybody has to wait. Like, is there a character flaw? Is this, is this what this guy is going to be like? Um, because you're going to have to drag Jalen and the story through your organization before people get comfortable with it, you know, mm-hmm. and nobody wants that story uh, associated with somebody. Um, how responsible is he? You know, we don't know. Uh, he's, you know, he says he's going to be exonerated yet. There's a, there's people that, you know, are no longer with us. So I don't want to, I might want to jump to any conclusions. He wasn't in the car, but he was part of uh, a situation that led to this. And so in some ways there's some responsibility and the talent is there. I don't know if it's going to, he's the presumptive number one pick. Like there's, be, because you you're picking number five and they pass on one, two, three, four, does the story change? The story's the same story. Yeah. So, you know, if you're comfortable at five because he's dropped, you know, you just have to, you still have to, you know, face the facts about this. So I don't know, Carl. I honestly don't know because we haven't never really, you know, there was a Laramie Tunsil deal during the draft and he fell and that's way different. Um, and Laramie has never had any issue from that day on and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I don't know just how clean people are going to look at Jalen right now. And that's kind of like the, the phrase, right? How clean yeah. he's going to look to these teams because it's really important. You know, is there, is, is this a one-time thing? Is this a character thing? Like, what is this? And so I don't know how they're going to vet this. I, I really, I just don't know. Yeah. More information came out about, you know, he had gotten a couple of other speeding tickets in Athens. Um, and so that information came out. And, and I think when you talk about the night of the accident, uh, we're talking about the University of Georgia standout Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman. He's a beast. Uh, but we're, nobody's debating his football ability. W- what we're talking about here, guys, is what team takes a chance on drafting him, knowing they've got to face the music with basically saying Jalen Carter is, is is a good guy and, and that he's going to be fine on our team and he's not going to put our team at je- jeopardy or at risk. Mm-hmm. And some general manager is going to put his, his butt on the line to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there has been some history and Kirby spoke about it. Kirby Smart, the coach of Georgia this week, actually on Friday saying, you know, he doesn't have a culture problem because they've had a couple of different incidents that have happened and yeah. they're in the spotlight. Only time will tell Baldy and you're right. I, I, I do think if I'm a team that is interested and I, all these teams are in the top 10, I got to find out you do you just like to drive fast. What, yeah. What's, what's the deal, right? Because You and I both know there are guys in these drafts over the years, some guys like weed, okay, not as big of a deal as it used to be. Some guys like alcohol. I need to know what you're doing in your free time, and I need to know how much you like it. And I'm about to give you a $30 million check. Well, you had a fast car. You're about to get a faster one. So that is the concern for a lot of these general managers and organizations that are looking at Jalen Carter. But I did want to get your opinion on it because it was such a big story at the beginning of the week and last week at the Combine, and he came back to Athens, and the two, you know, misdemeanor arrest warrants are issued. He goes back, and then he goes back to the Combine. But everybody's wondering now, if you're the Bears and you're not going quarterback, are you going Jalen Carter? And then are you willing to, to put that out there and say, hey, we, we're going to stand by this? So it's something we're watching, guys. We just wanted to kind of chop it up and talk about it a little bit. 
Baldy, man, always good to see you. Glad to have you back. We're going to do this again, uh, guys. We'll be doing it every, again a couple of times a week, bringing you new information. Stuff is going to develop today. Remember, tag day. So as you watch this, you could see Lamar being tagged later this afternoon. Rogers' decision could come down here anytime now. What, what's going to happen? So we've got a lot on our plate as we move yep. forward. But we thank you guys for being here. Yep. We'll do it again this week, Carl. All right, my man, Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, follow us and follow this podcast in the huddle. We do new episodes Tuesday and Thursdays. Like us, tell your friends, guys. Everybody have a great day.